Welcome to the Becoming You podcast. I'm your host, Megan, a mindset coach passionate about helping you feel empowered to be your most authentic and confident self. In these episodes, you can expect to find raw and honest solo conversations, practical tips, inspiring interviews and insights that will cover topics like self-awareness, self-development, anxiety, health, and so much more. If you're ready to take back ownership of your life and feel confident to step into who you truly are, then this podcast is for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to season three of the Becoming You podcast. I took a little break. I had a really awesome season two where I got to interview some incredible women and have some really great conversations. And I wasn't sure I was going to actually come back to do another season. I've been busy with other things. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I... I'm really into human design at the moment and I've added that to one of my offerings and I'm so fucking passionate about that. And with human design and with my own human design, which is a manifesting generator, I am literally here to respond to the environment, to my surroundings, to what drops in, whether that's a conversation or something I read in a book or um, a social media post like I am there to receive and decide if it's a fuck yes for me and then move forward with that and so I was thinking a couple of weeks ago about the podcast and I'm like oh you know like maybe I should start it up again and then a beautiful woman in my world um sent me a message last week being like I am listening to your podcast and I'm loving it I'm journaling on all the things like it's so good and I'd really love if you would have a conversation around the highs and lows of the healing journey and so my sacral was like fuck yes let's do this and naturally I'm a manifesting generator which means that I move at the speed of fucking light and I'm very impatient so less than a week later here we are season three I'm just diving in (laughs) to talk about the highs and lows of my own healing journey I am sharing my experience I am sharing the challenges and the wins um, in the hope that you will resonate with it that it will inspire you in some way but I wanted to preface it by saying what I actually mean by my healing journey. It is open to interpretation. People have different journeys that they go on themselves and it can look different for everyone, which is totally fine. So I want to be really clear on what I actually mean when I talk about my own healing journey. So firstly, I mean healing my relationship with myself. I have gone from a place in my life where I was desperately unhappy I didn't really know who I was. I didn't like who I was. And I really had a terrible relationship with myself for so many years to a place now where I'm very content. I'm incredibly happy. I love myself. And the more that I tap into that, the more that I feel that, the better my life becomes, the better my relationships with other people come. The second thing that I would say is healing or is part of my healing journey is healing my attachment style. So for anyone that doesn't know, we all have an attachment style and this kind of comes from the first 18 months of our life um, and how we were interacted with or how we were treated by our caregivers. And so I have an anxious attachment style. This comes from um, like unpredictability, not really knowing what you're going to get from your caregivers and it can create this anxiety in, in you, people pleasing, right? Wanting to make sure that you can like navigate everybody else's emotions and feeling ultimately at the core of it that you are going to be abandoned. And I've worked really hard on that because it actually plays out not just in romantic relationships, but every single relationship we form 
it will have this essence of our attachment style in it and it will play out. So bringing that to your awareness and being able to work through that and be able to become secure is really powerful. And I would say that I'm edging on secure now after lots of work. And the third thing in my healing journey that I would say I've worked on is around generational trauma. So the things that were passed down to me, the things that were modeled to me by my parents, the beliefs that were given to me about who I am and how the world works. And in healing that, I get to decide if those things are actually what I want to believe um, and if they serve my highest self right? We get to at some point break free from the programming and the beliefs that no longer serve us. We get to decide how we want to live our own lives and also for myself, how I want to raise my children and what that's going to look like. And it's not going to look the same as the way that I was raised. So there's a big piece for me around healing generational trauma, which I think is fucking massive. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. So bit of background about me, for anyone that doesn't know, I struggled with anxiety, depression, um, body image issues, like an eating disorder for many years, probably over a decade. I was also in an abusive relationship very early on in my life. Um, And I've done episodes on all of those topics. So if you haven't already listened, go back to season one where I talk about those things. But it has been such a long beautiful, challenging journey to get to the place where I'm at now. I am 31, which sounds really weird to say. Part of me still feels like a teenager. And the other part of me is like, oh yeah, no, I'm actually like a functioning adult in society. And I've had a lot of growth happen over the past few years. And it comes with its fucking challenges. So many people never get to what I call awaken, right? come to the realization that maybe they've been living on autopilot, right? Maybe that they've been allowing these unconscious beliefs, these programs to run them for so long that they don't even realize that that's what's happening. And they never awaken from it. And they never question their beliefs. And the beautiful thing about, you know, going on this healing journey, however it looks for you, is that you get to ask yourself questions. You get to get really curious and less judgmental about why you are the way that you are. And in doing that, it creates such a fulfilling life, a more joyful life. And on the way to that, right, is a lot of shit in between. One of the first things that I found really difficult when I was, you know, let's say going through my awakening was losing people in my life that no longer align with me. So you might find yourself in a position where you're going on this self-development journey and you start to realize that the people in your life aren't really for you anymore or the conversations that you're having are not conversations you really want to be having right maybe it's centered around going out and drinking all the time or gossiping complaining like whatever the thing is that maybe you're like actually that doesn't really serve me anymore and I'm, I'm not really interested in that anymore and you start to lose people and people start to fall away that's exactly what happened for me I had a circle of friends and it was very much centered around going out, drinking alcohol, complaining. um, And there wasn't much growth. There wasn't big growth mindsets around me. And I felt that that was impacting me and it was, it had a potential to keep me small. And I really wanted to venture out. I wanted to expand. And so some people fell away. 
I also want to say that over the past three years specifically, um, I lost a lot of people because I had a different viewpoint to most people, right? And anyone that's in my world will know what I'm talking about. And I won't go into detail about that. But essentially, I was the black sheep. And that can be really hard when you don't fit in any longer, right? Your viewpoints don't fit in with the collective or the people that, you know, you you surround yourself with at that time. And it can feel fucking isolating. It can feel really lonely because you know what you stand for and you know what you believe, but other people, they don't have time for it. You don't fit. You're no longer part of the group. And so, so often I see people, even clients that I work with, still being in these relationships, these friendships, even with like family that are toxic or that are keeping them small because they're so scared of being ostracized. They're so scared of having nowhere to belong. And I get it because back in the day, caveman times, if you were not part of the group, if you didn't conform, you were exiled, you were going to die. That is literally survival. It's within us. We want to be accepted. We want to be approved of. But there comes a point where you have to ask yourself, at what cost? At what cost do I need to be approved of? What is this actually doing for me, for my soul, right? Am I happy continuing to maybe agree with things I don't agree with or say things I don't really want to say or go and do activities that no longer really align for me? At some point, you have to make the decision that, I'm more important, right? I choose me. And doing that means that people fall away. So there was a loneliness that came in the beginning for me when I was, I hadn't quite found my tribe yet, but I was losing my old tribe. And that part in between is really difficult, but it does get better and you do find your tribe because as you allow people to fall away that aren't aligned, you are literally opening up space for the right people to come in. I just want to say that. One of the other things that I found really interesting and it's so funny is I had no interest and have no interest in surface level bullshit conversations. <laughs> and I used to be that person that was very high level, surface level. Let's talk about the weather and let's talk about like, I don't know, the latest reality TV show or whatever. So I get it. But the reason I was having these surface level conversations is because I wanted to keep people at the surface level. I didn't feel comfortable going deeper than that. I didn't want them to know what was going on for me, like what what my emotions were, like how I was feeling. I wanted them to just keep it high level and not have to uh, and not have to face my own shit, right? So for so long, I had many acquaintances that knew pretty much nothing about me, but we could always have a conversation. And at some point that stopped serving me. And so when I go into new situations now, I'm like the first to dive in to something fucking deep. And it was so funny. I went to a, um, like a networking event a few weeks ago uh, when we were playing some games and we were meeting new people. And I, I went on my own and I joined a table with some girls who were talking about what they did for work. And so it came around to me and I was like, I'm a mindset coach. And I also, I do human design readings and I started talking about human design and I started talking about energy and all the things. And one of the girls was like, oh, no surface level conversations here. And I was like, no, that's just not what you'll get from me. And like, that's okay. Um, It's okay if it's not for that person. 
not everybody is going to feel comfortable or want to get into these deeper conversations and that's fine. I'm not for them, they're not for me. That's sweet and that's how you get to actually pick your tribe and find out who the right people for you are. So I definitely experienced, you know, losing people and loneliness in the beginning And I also want to talk about, and I guess it ties in with the healing of generational trauma, is the the part that our family play in this. When we start to question our beliefs and we start to kind of step outside the box or we, we start to not play the character that we've, or the role that we've played in our family for so long, like since birth, when we start to step outside of that role, And it's really uncomfortable for everybody else involved. They don't like that. You're not playing the assigned role on an unconscious level, right? You're not playing the assigned role that we gave you. And we don't know what to do with this. A lot of people will call you out, will start to maybe call you selfish or say, you've changed. I don't know who you are anymore. Very common. It makes them feel uncomfortable. And again, that's okay. It's not yours to hold, even though it can be really fucking difficult to have those conversations. And it's why a lot of people don't step outside their comfort zone or really see what's out there for them because they're scared of this thing happening. So one of the things I had to come to terms with, especially with my family, was that they are never going to see me the way that I want them to. They are never going to validate me in the way I feel I need them to. And they are probably going to misunderstand me for my entire life. And it's okay. And it so wasn't okay in the beginning. And I really fucking struggled how many of us are living our lives in a way that we want to make our parents proud or we want to make sure we don't do something that makes them disappointed or we constantly have this voice in the back of our head. You know, for me, it was my mother that's telling us all the things that we can't do or we shouldn't do or why this is wrong or whatever it is. And we live to prove something to them and we want them to see us. And sometimes they just won't. And this year was the realization point for me, which was equally as difficult as it was liberating. I had a conversation, which I think is actually really important as part of your healing journey, whatever the healing journey looks like, is that you get to speak your truth. You get to stand in your truth and tell the people in your life, and it's usually like family, what went on for you, how you felt, maybe how their actions impacted you in a way for them to hear you. And this is what I did. And it took so much fucking courage and so much strength and vulnerability to do that. And the reason I did that is for myself. It wasn't so they gave me validation. It wasn't so that they could tell me how sorry they were or to make it, try and make it better in any way. It wasn't for that. It was purely because I needed to voice my truth. I needed them to hear me and see me. And then what they did with that information was completely up to them. And look, they didn't give me validation. I didn't get in my head maybe what I expected I would get. And yet it was the most liberating thing that I did because now it's out there. It's free. The words are spoken and I actually feel like I no longer seek validation in a place I'm not going to get it. I'm no longer looking for them to change because this is the thing. Fucking important point. 
You cannot change anybody else. And the more that you try and try and prove yourself and you, you try and speak to them and get them to understand and like, I just want you to change, the, the more disappointed in your life you're going to be, the more unhappy in your life you're going to be, you have to realize that you cannot change anyone else. The only thing that you can do is show up as your best self and change yourself in the ways you feel you need to in order to live a happier, healthier, more fulfilling life. And sometimes that modeling of behavior is enough for people in your life to change with you, right? Sometimes people just seeing you in your like highest self activates something within, within them and that makes them want to change as well. And that's a beautiful thing. But most of the time it doesn't because you can't change someone else. And when I accepted that and I was like, they are meeting me where they are. They are meeting me where they can. And I can't expect any more than that. I felt liberated. It was actually incredibly powerful and a beautiful experience for me to go through. So one of the other things that I found incredibly challenging on this healing journey as someone who repressed my emotions for all of my life, right? Emotions were not welcome in my childhood home. We weren't allowed to cry. We weren't allowed to be angry. There was a lot of good girl conditioning. And I'm sure if you listen to this, you can probably relate. So I had learned to suppress that shit, right? I didn't want to deal with it. I would use things like alcohol and drugs and keep myself busy as a way to escape, as a way to numb, as a way to distract myself from what's going on inside, all of the pain. And interestingly enough, I was suffering with a anxiety disorder and depression for so long, right? So ironically, it doesn't actually fucking work. Um, You actually have to feel. But when I decided that I was going to feel and I wanted to actually feel better and, and heal, I got so emotional that it felt overwhelming and I didn't know what to do with it. And I was like, when is this gonna stop? I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel angry. I don't want to feel this overwhelming sense of like, I feel like I'm drowning because all of these things are coming to the surface. And that was a really hard part in the beginning thinking, is this ever gonna fucking end? Like I'm meant to be doing this healing stuff so I feel better, but I feel fucking worse. And that's just the the way that it works because when you have suppressed things for so long, when you actually allow yourself space and you create safety in your body for your body to feel, it is then processing all of these emotions that have been stored up. And then the more that you allow yourself to feel on a regular basis, the more that you don't judge your emotions and you don't shame them, the less intense the emotions are when they come up and the quicker that they move through you. What I find really interesting is that emotions um, last about 90 seconds, right? Because they are just energy in motion. It's actually the story that we attach to the emotion that creates this like longevity where we get stuck in it. It's not the emotion, it's the story. So when I worked on the stories and I allow myself to feel, actually, I got to a point where these really big big emotions, and I say big as in like what we'd associate as negative emotions, they show up less and less now for me. And when they do show up, I know how to navigate them, right? And allowing myself to feel meant that I can feel the highs too. I can feel the fucking highs. And I do. Most of the time I'm in this really beautiful place where I feel content 
and happy and grateful and joyful. And I, and I look at my past, I look at my past self and I go, God, you don't know what's ahead of you, right? Like if I could go back and tell her, just fucking keep going because you're gonna get to a place where you're so happy with your life. Like it's so worth it. So if you're in the depths right now, maybe in the beginning part of this process where it feels like there's so much, I see you and also it's temporary and it gets better and it's fucking worth it. When we're healing and we commit to this, we are actually committing to coming face to face with the parts of ourselves that we have been avoiding. We commit to coming face to face with the bad bits of us, right? The ugly parts of us, the selfishness, the greed, the laziness, the anger, the bits that we don't think other people are going to approve of. Healing means coming to terms with the fact that we have all of that inside of us. We all do. When you can integrate those parts, they start to have less of a hold over you. You start to get less triggered by it because you can become aware that actually I am selfish sometimes. Actually, I am lazy sometimes. And that doesn't make me any less of a decent human being. It is just something that we, like exists within me. This also ties in with taking responsibility for everything that happens in our life. This can be really fucking hard for people to confront. The fact that there's a reason that every single thing has happened and that you have to take responsibility for that. You have to own that in some level. And this can be really controversial, especially in the space around relationships, abusive relationships, which is something that I understand. And I had to go through this myself because it's easy to say, well, why, like, why, how can I take responsibility for someone being abusive to me? And I get it. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's okay for someone to to abuse another human being. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that it's the fault of the victim. I want to be very clear. I'm not victim shaming. But at some point I had to ask myself, what part of me was gaining something in that situation? What part of me was allowing myself to stay in that relationship? Was it the part of me that felt like I needed the chaos in my life? I needed the drama. Was it part of me that felt like being a victim was beneficial in some way? Was it that actually in my nervous system, that unpredictability and that chaos and that like lashing out felt safe for me because it's what I'd known as a child, right? You see the difference here. It's not blaming the person. It's understanding why maybe I was in that, what part I played so that I can integrate that and so that I can forgive myself. I had a really interesting realization a few months ago in a breakthrough breathwork session. And I love these as a way to release these stored emotions because you're not really in the thinking brain, right? You're really in the body and the body will show us and it will let us know what needs to come up. And so I had this massive realization that I thought I had forgiven the boyfriend in question, the one that was abusive years ago. I was like, oh, I've forgiven him. Like, I'm pretty sure that like, I've had that conversation. I've had the closure, closure. 
he's forgiven. So why is this coming up? And I realized it wasn't about the forgiveness for him. It was that I'd never forgiven myself. I'd never forgiven myself for being in that situation and not leaving. And that's powerful. It took me nearly 14 years after the event before I finally realized and was able to let that go. And this is the thing. This is why I say like the healing is never done. We are on this healing journey for the rest of our lives because at any moment there is an opportunity for something to drop in, for you to learn something, for you to have a realization, for you to let something go so that you can move forward. And that was just one of those beautiful moments for me where I was like, oh my God, it was forgiveness for myself. That's been holding me back. And I got to like close off the circle and move on. One of the most challenging things on this healing journey for every single person is getting uncomfortable. Of course it is because our unconscious mind likes the familiar. It likes the familiar even when it's not the best thing for us, even when it makes us unhappy. It still wants the familiar. Our mind is not there to help us thrive. It's literally there to help us survive, which can be really fucking hard when you're moving through all these things. But getting uncomfortable is the only way you can grow. Like comfort and growth can't coexist. So for me, one of the hardest things was pushing myself out of my comfort zone, saying yes to things that made me fucking scared. And as someone who also had anxiety, you know, there was a time in my life I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't go places on my own. I couldn't speak up for myself. And now to be at a place where like I can go out on my own, have a nice like breakfast by myself. I love spending time by myself. I can go to events alone where there's like 30 people there and I can have conversations, you know. I can host containers and hold containers for women and run meditations and all of these things that like me in the past would, if, if you'd have told me that, I would have laughed. I would have said, I can't do that. That's, that's too scary. And this is the thing, the more that you push yourself out of your comfort zone, the more that you keep pushing your edges, the more you actually get comfortable in the uncomfortable. There's no other way through it than actually just taking the action. And I hear this so much around confidence. I just want to be more confident. Okay, well, confidence is created by action. So it actually takes courage, right? Courage to say yes again and again, despite the fear, equals confidence in something. So when I realized that the only thing that was going to allow me to grow and become a better version of myself was to keep saying yes to things that made me uncomfortable, I started diving in. And the discomfort looks different for everybody. Some people don't mind meeting new people, but they really don't want to start this new hobby or they really feel like they can't start a business. On the other hand, some people are like, I really just, I couldn't go and meet people. I couldn't go to an event on my own. We're all so incredibly different. So the discomfort looks different for everybody, but you have to get clear on what you want, right? If you could have this dream life, you have this vision for your life, what does it look like? And what are the steps you need to take to get there? And then what are the things that you can do one step at a time, we're not boiling the ocean here, to move towards those things, right? It's fucking powerful. Okay, so I feel like I've talked about the things that came up, the challenges around losing people in your life, um, not fitting in, you know, feeling a bit isolated, not being understood, 
and having to come to terms with the fact that you may never be validated or understood by other people. Um, being incredibly emotional, which can feel very dis- like very uncomfortable. And lastly, how uncomfortable it is when you've got to keep doing new things, right? I get it. So now I want to share why I continue on this journey and why I continue to live my life in this way. Why I actually wake up in the fucking morning and feel so grateful for this life, so happy, even though I am not quote unquote successful. I don't have heaps of money, right? Like I don't have this life, this extravagant life, but I do have incredible people in my life, supportive people in my life, expansive people around me. I do have a beautiful dog that I love so much. He's like my soulmate. I have a job where I get to be in my own space and I also get to work with women and help people. I fucking love that. I live close enough to the beach that I can go and have ocean dips whenever I want. And I find such joy in the simple things. And for so long, I was trying to put in or or seek these things externally and maybe through materialistic things, lots of shopping, lots of (laughs) retail therapy. It didn't work. It didn't make me happy because you can't fill the void within you with those external things. Now I've done the work and I'm still doing the work, but now I've done some of the work. There's less of a void to fill. I don't need to fill it. I'm actually whole. I'm okay. And so the other things are a bonus, right? So my life is very simple, (laughs) incredibly simple. And I um, am grateful every day. And gratitude is such a fucking game changer. It's something that I have been practicing consistently for I'd say like three years now. And I've actually run a couple of um, gratitude challenges in the past year where the women always come out of it being like, I feel so positive. Like it's really great to be in other people's energy that are also sharing what they're grateful for and you get to support each other. And it's a beautiful space because gratitude is one of the highest vibrations you can be in, right? It literally is up there with love. So if you can tap into that, if you can find things to be grateful for on a daily basis, I guarantee your perspective on the world will shift. And it's such a simple thing. It's honestly such a simple thing and has a profound impact because life is happening and shit will happen. Shit's going to hit the fan. You're going to have challenges, right? Things are going to go wrong in this life. That is just the way that it goes. You can choose to get bogged down by that and drown in that and make that your reality. Or you can choose to see that allow it to exist, of course, acknowledge and um, validate your own emotions and choose gratitude as well. And know that it's temporary. These things are temporary. This was one of the biggest things for me, realizing that I could actually hold it all. That one emotion didn't just exist and I didn't have to get, I didn't have to drown in it. That actually I can hold more than one thing and that's okay. That's the beautiful thing about life. I've seen this going around a lot recently. Uh, People are calling it glimmers, right? These moments where you're you're so present and you're just like, oh my God, (laughs) life is beautiful. 
right? Life is fucking beautiful. Maybe it is when you're with your children or whether you're you're at the park with your dog or you're just watching a beautiful sunset or you're in the ocean or something incredible just like drops in and you're like, oh my God, this life. And I didn't experience one of these glimmers until I was about 28. (laughs) Over to that point, I didn't think that I would be ever, I didn't think I would ever feel true happiness, true joy. I remember the first time I did and it was such a simple time. I was walking around where I lived. I had some music in, I was listening to some dance music. I was fucking literally dancing down the street on my own with a smile on my face. And I just looked around and it was a sunny day. It was beautiful. The flowers were blooming. And I was like, fuck, I'm so happy. I'm so content. And it felt like the colors were more vivid and just the sun on my face, I felt this energy in my body, this energy in my body that I couldn't describe. It was like butterflies. It was like, oh, I love this life. And I didn't even know what to do with it because I'd never felt it before. And I was like, how does it get to be this good? And now I have those moments all the time. How does it get to be this good? And to go from a time where I never experienced that, I didn't think it was possible to now is actually why I continue to do this work and why I actually want to help other people. Because I know you can go from a place where you're deeply unhappy or you believe these things about yourself and the world that are so negative and you think are the absolute truth. You can go from there to completely shifting who you are and, and your viewpoints and how you see yourself and the world and the possibilities for you and the potential for you. That's why I fucking continue to do this because I want to show and inspire you that there is more out there. There is more to life out there than what you've been told, right? One of my favorite things about this healing journey, we call it a high, is that I've made so many authentic soul connections with people. True connections where I am my authentic self. I don't give a shit. I show up exactly as I am, no filter. Like you're either gonna love me or you're not. You're gonna like me or you're not. And it's incredibly liberating and positive. And I find that when I'm in spaces with these kind of people, I'm actually energized as opposed to drained. And so you'll know what I mean if you've got people in your life where you spend time with them and then when you walk away, you're like, fuck, my energy has been zapped, right? Like my energy is drained. And this comes down to a few things. I mean, in human design, which is all about energy, we are constantly interacting with taking on, amplifying other people's energy. So it's really important the people you spend time with because you will take on that energy. So now I'm at a place where I value myself. I know who I am. I love who I am, right? I love where I'm going and I just, I really love my life. So I have this positive energy. I would like to say I have a positive energy about me and it attracts other people that are in that same energy. So the people that I've met, my tribe, I'm so thankful for. So the, the low in the beginning of losing people and feeling like alone and feeling like I'm not going to have people was actually a fucking lesson and a teaching and an opening for the right people to come in. And now I have these connections where I don't feel I have to put on a front. I'm not hiding parts of myself. I'm just being me. And that is one of the best feelings in the world. You'll know if you have those people in your life, 
right? Where you can be 100% yourself and not worry about the judgment. Another high, I would say, it's more of like what I've managed to do or what I needed to do in order to feel more fulfilled was to be able to connect with my inner child. So in the past, I was filled with a lot of blame and shame and guilt and judgment of self, right? And don't get me wrong, those things still exist and they still come up for me sometimes, right? Like like I said, the healing's never done. However, I was filled with a lot of those kind of feelings. Once I learned about inner child work, once I was introduced to that and I now help my clients with that, it allowed me to see myself with such compassion and love and understanding that the shame and the judgment started to fall away a little bit more. And I realized that all of the validation that I was looking for and the approval and all of the things outside of myself, I could actually just give it to myself. I realized that it was actually the younger part of me that at some point had not got her needs met in whatever way, who was screaming out to me what she needed and that I got to give it, right? And you'll see this play out when you're triggered by something, right? When somebody says something or does something and you just get what you'd say irrationally, fucking angry or irrationally some emotion comes up that is most of the time your inner child that is not you as you are right now reacting it is that part of you reacting and taking over and when that is unconscious to you and when you're not aware of that it literally destroys relationships because you will react you will have these intense emotions you will maybe lash out however it plays out and you'll say that's just who you are And it's not, it's not, it's a part of you. And it's a part of you that can actually be given what it needs so that you can have healthy relationships with other people so that you don't treat them in ways that they don't deserve. So you don't treat yourself in ways that you don't deserve. So connecting with my inner child, creating safety in my body has helped me so fucking much to feel better. And I guess that kind of links in with, I stopped living in survival mode, right? I stopped feeling so fucking stressed and overwhelmed all the time, so hypervigilant that I actually am at a place where I can relax. I can be alone and just be. I do a lot of breath work, a lot of meditation to be with myself. I do a lot of journaling. Fuck, I love journaling, if you know me. I've always journaled. Um, In fact, something came up the other day and I was literally triggered by something and instead of responding and instead of lashing out I said to the person I'm, I'm actually just I'm triggered by that and I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna go away and I'll come back and I did I journaled about it why is this bothering me what is this what part of me is is coming up right now like what, what what are the feelings what does it need to say and then I was able to come back to that conversation and tell the person how I felt without projecting that it's their fault right? Like, this is your fault. It's your fault that I feel this way. When you can do that, oh my God, your relationships get so much better and your intuition gets so much stronger and you can connect to yourself in a more powerful way where you're like, oh, this is really interesting. Why is this thing coming up? I truly believe that self-awareness is the first step in all of this, this healing journey because when you can come at yourself with this curiosity Oh, I wonder why that came up. Oh, what's this part of me saying? What's that sensation that I've got? That feeling? What's, what's that about? As opposed to judging, blaming, shaming, or just even suppressing those things, you're going to live such a more fulfilling life. 
and I can't talk about this enough. Like I cannot recommend this shit enough. And that's the thing. It is fucking hard work. This healing journey is the hardest thing that I've had to do in my life so far. But it was, it was really hard to be depressed. It was really hard to be anxious all the time. It was really hard to feel shit about myself. You get to choose your hard. This is the thing. You get to choose your hard. So for me, essentially, when I look at what a healing journey is or when we are healing from our past, we're just seeking to understand the root cause, right? The root of these things that play out for us in our lives that maybe don't serve us. We're seeking to understand that. We're seeking to meet it with compassion and and awareness. And then we're seeking to make different choices so that we get different outcomes. Because as Albert Einstein said, you do the same thing again and again and again and expect a different result. It is the definition of insanity. When we can meet ourselves with compassion, when we can realize that we've been triggered by something, we can stop being ruled by our past self, by a version of us that is unhealed, that is wounded. And we can actually start to be our present selves in this present moment. And that is fucking transformational. And I'm saying it from personal experience. So those are a few things that came up for me on my healing journey so far. And I'm sure more things will come up for me and there will be more lows and there'll be more highs because this journey never ends, right? Every time we up level, we meet a new challenge. Every time we smash through this limiting belief, something else is going to come up. There will be consistent loss and grief and pain and disappointment that come because that is life. But as we heal, we gain the tools and resources to be able to navigate these things. We get to give ourselves different perspectives on things and we get to experience the fucking joy of life because honestly, life is a gift and it's fucking beautiful and I'm so grateful to be here and I feel incredibly blessed every single day that I wake up that I am still here and that I chose to not give up so if you are on your self-development journey on your healing journey and you are looking for some support maybe you're in the depths of feeling isolated not not having support system around you maybe you are experiencing all these emotions and you're not really sure what to do with it or you want to be able to feel your emotions you want to allow them to come up and you want to be able to process them in a healthy way or you want to stop living in survival and actually allow yourself to relax and be present then i have one-to-one coaching spots available for september link is in the show notes or you can go to my instagram and you can send me a message on there i love chatting in the dms If you found this valuable, if something resonated with you, please send me a message. I would love to hear from you. And I'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you would share it on your Instagram and tag me at Megan Scully underscore. Until next time, my love.